the best in this sport. Whether you like it or not, learn to love it because it's the best thing going today. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Georgia Players Section with Tavares and Noshan here on UGASports.com YouTube channel. Yeah, you see it. You see a little trend here tonight. You got some hardware flashing, and that's because we have two-time WWE champion, the face that runs the place, the master of the Styles Clash, the phenomenal hey. one, and in my own hometown here, AJ hey. Styles joining us. AJ, Hold thank on. you, man, for joining in. Yeah, thanks Hold for having on. me, man. Look at these, the champs. Yes, finally. Two belts in the- <laughs> No, you got your science school championship. <laughs> Absolutely. No, Sean's been no Sean's been texting me all day like things that he can cut a oh. cut a promo on and all that kind of stuff. So we're uh, he's he's excited about all that. But AJ, most importantly, uh, and the the main reason uh, that that we've got you here on UGA Sports, you know, the Georgia Player Section Show is you yourself. You can see it on the hat there. You, you're a lifelong Georgia fan. Uh, you know, like I said, born here in Gainesville, Georgia, been all around the world repping the Georgia Bulldogs, exactly. I can imagine, in locker rooms all across the world. So just kind of give everybody a, a chance, you know, to know more about your fandom with Georgia. Like, how'd you fall in love with the dogs? Who are you? some of your favorite Georgia Bulldogs? All that good stuff. Well, um, so let me let me correct you. I wasn't born in Georgia. Oh, you were I, raised I, though in Gainesville. I, I, that's right. I was born in Camp Lejeune, North Carolina, and I believe that if you're born on any kind of base, you should be able to pick what state you're from because you're not okay. really, you know. So I'm gonna so go with Georgia. Uh, but when I was uh, younger, we moved back to to Georgia. My family's from Habersham. Hey, turn yeah. up, yes, sir. So, uh, but we moved uh, to to Gainesville, and dude been here ever since uh, so yeah and, so, and uh, who, been a dog who, my whole life there's no doubt about that so who you know kind of in the in the 80s there 90s that would have been like your kind of heyday prime time right there growing up falling in love with them who yeah. were some of your favorite dogs uh growing come up come on my little brother almost got named herschel Ooh. So, <laughs> my mom was like i don't think so dude you're not naming him herschel jones that's gonna sound stupid so uh <laughs> But uh, yeah, I almost got named Herschel. Uh, but my dad was one of those guys, die hard. Like, hey, don't come in this house if you got any kind of jersey on from another team. You're not coming in here. Uh, <laughs> it was just that kind of family, man, and been a dog ever since. Uh, just, just love that red black, baby. And man, I wanted to ask you. You know, it's been an unbelievable run for everybody involved with Georgia here. What has it been like for you, your family, everybody these last two seasons? Just what's it been like to you see in the back-to-back championships? Unbelievable. Who? I mean, I would have never imagined this uh, years ago. I mean, I remember watching Georgia when Heinz Ward, you know, no, he did a lot yeah. for Georgia. Did you? He also was the quarterback at one time because <laughs> yeah. there was no one else to put at quarterback. So yeah. there were some hard times with Georgia, you know, but – Stayed faithful, man, and, and here we are since, you know, I've got a jersey uh, signed by Vince Dooley, 1980, uh, Georgia Bulldog jersey, signed and, and up, you know, last time we won the national championship. And then, boom, we won two back-to-back? Are you kidding me? 
Oh, no doubt, no doubt. It's it's been a, a unbelievable time for all the Georgia faithful. TK, I know you got a couple questions as it relates to more more in AJ's world here. Yeah, yeah, uh, man. I appreciate the the Habersham shout out. We got a we got a, a few Habersham natives in 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 the chat right now for sure. Um, but yeah, man. If not wrestling, what other you know what other route would it have been? You know, uh, you know what 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 type of things were you into? But if, if it well, wasn't wrestling. Well, you know, man, I I think it was one of those things where it, it was like this is what God intended me for to do because I had no idea what I wanted to do. I went to school for collegiate wrestling. Uh, I, I I didn't like high school. I don't know why I went to college. I uh, didn't finish college. I uh, didn't enjoy the wrestling up there. We had a head coach in South Carolina, Anderson, South Carolina. It was just it was not a good experience. Now. Uh, Met some good people up there, one of my best friends now. But aside from that, I had no idea what I was going to do. In fact, when I started training uh, for wrestling, I was delivering bottled water. So <laughs> I really didn't have a plan here, guys. I just knew I had to have a job because I had to support my wife uh, at the time. There you go. There you yeah, go. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It, well, you know, in those regards – when you got into, you know, the wrestling world, who were some cats you kind of looked up to? Um, who were some cats, I guess, that kind of took you under their wing? Um, in essence, you know, um, that happens a lot in, you know, in sure. our world, in the football world. Um, so who were who some cats that kind of took you under your under, under their wing? So I was one of those guys where I enjoyed, uh, you know, just, just wrestling. I just didn't, uh, I liked the athletic part of it more than anything. So there was guys that I liked what they did, not necessarily like them as the character, but like stuff they did. Right. So I, I would, I would take stuff from them, uh, try to use that, see if I could make it my own, but guys who took me under their, their wing, I don't know if you guys remember Jerry Lynn. Now he wrestled in ECW. Yeah. Uh, man, man, he did so much for me. He I, go. I, man, he was so awesome. And we were, I mean, we were married together on the road for a while where it was just him and I wrestling a lot, but there was another guy also named Christopher Daniels, who uh, uh, wrestles for AEW now and uh, Fallen and Angel? A, a, yeah, that's right. And uh, and uh, Jerry also works for AEW. So yeah. the fact of the matter is, you know, if without those two guys in my life, I don't know that I'd be where I'm at because I had to learn from someone. They had to teach me little things that go a really long way when it comes to professional wrestling. Absolutely, Tim Collins there. And here. I think No Sean's wearing alligator <laughs> shoes tonight. No doubt he's well, got some know. some nature vibes up there for sure. <laughs> it just feels so great to be back on this beautiful platform with the fans, with the millions <laughs> and, and millions. millions. Absolutely, of for sure, for sure. Fans. No Sean, I know great. you got something. I know you got something for uh, for AJ here. Well, you're looking at the two time champ here because I'm always beating these jabronis. In every debate that we have, so I had to put that out there real fast. But now I want to ask you, man, what's the feeling? Speak on the feeling of coming down the ramp on a big stage. You man. know, I kind of, I kind of see that being like coming out the the tunnel in football. You know, speak yep. on that a little bit. That's exactly what it's like. Uh, there's a lot of similarities into uh, what we do with other sports. Is you know whether it be basketball, football, when you guys are running out the tunnel, uh, NASCAR when they're circling the track. You know, it's a buildup to what's about to happen, right? Like, yeah. and you get those cold chills. It's awesome. I remember my first WrestleMania walking out, and it was the, the AT&T Stadium in Texas. It's huge. It's massive. And I walk out, and it was just a sea of people. 
I, I couldn't see any empty seat. It was just so big. Um, I can't explain that feeling. The only, the only way I can explain it is just to people who've already done it. Like it's, that's the only way you, you can't explain it. You know what I'm talking about? No, Sean, it's just like, you guys yeah. know what I'm talking about. It's, it's a feeling that I, I don't know how to express, but that's why we keep doing it because <laughs> it's a high that you can't get anywhere else. I don't care what you do. This is something it's about probably, it. It's probably right, amazing. Man. And you get to, you know, hit, Hit hands with people, you know, give them a pound, give them a five. That's probably so dope. And I'll, I'll tell you this too, man. I really like, I'm a father. So when I see a little kid sticking out his hand yeah, and you know how much that means to him to slap oh, you it. Gotta, you gotta or, slap you know, that give, thing. You know, I mean, that's what it's all about. I really love that stuff, man. I, at, at, at my core, I, I'm, a, I'm a sucker for little kids. They get away with anything. Uh, so I, I want to make them uh, – that experience that they have, like I want them to never forget it. No, the little yeah. things that I can do to help them with that. And the truth of the matter is too, um, I, I, even though I slap them hands, all that stuff and make it exciting for them. And they're going to be our future fans as well. And yeah. they'll be taking like, Hey mom, dad, can I go? There's, there's mm -hmm. two more people coming to see you, you know? So that's how you, yeah. you build your product as well. But it's, it's easy to do when you love it, you know? Well, real quick, piggybacking on that, something that I just thought of. So, does that make it hard when you are, have to have to be a, a a heel when you're when you're on when you're in the the OC and things like that? And you're not a not a face. It, it's tough. It's tough because, but if I can make that kid hate me enough, and then <laughs> and then whoever works with me and he's the good guy goes up and dabs him up. Exactly. We, we've made that moment right. You know. Right. Or, you awesome. know. He takes me over there and. and the good guy punches me right in the face, right in front of the kid, gives him a high five. Boom, we're all good. I did my job. <laughs> Absolutely, we That's got a, awesome. we got a couple in here. TK's got got another one, but we got a couple coming in here from uh, the, yeah, the yeah. audience. So, C Taylor, uh, Chris Taylor, our man, wants to ask, who was your favorite wrestler as a kid growing up? Sting, Sting was my, Sting was my dog. He comes out with that bat, bro. I thought, what? What? Yeah, Sting I mean, was that dude. Sting was cool when he was the blonde headed Sting, right? But then mm. he changed into the crow sting, and yeah. I was blown away. I'm like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. So sting will forever be my favorite. And I'll tell you what makes it even better is that when I finally got to meet him, because you're never supposed to meet your heroes, right? Yeah. When I finally met him, one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. Oh, so. that's awesome. Well, by all accounts, I mean he's a he's a he's a believer. He's you know born. He's been through a lot of stuff, so he's a he's a great guy from from all accounts, like you said. Now, uh, TK, I know you got got one for kind of where AJ's at right now with things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously recovering recovering from injury. How excited are you to you know get back? How how's recovery? How excited are you to get back to WrestleMania? You know, as as you recover. Uh, well, the, the problem is, uh, it's the process. Because you yeah. want to go and you yeah. want to get there so fast and so quick. And you're like, why am I not ready yet? And it's like, yeah, nobody's ready yet. Uh, that's not the way it works. I uh, I talked to the foot and ankle doctor that I went to who also needs is one of my really good friends. And he was like, dude, did you know that Michael Vick had this same injury and he was out for four months? Like, oh. chill out. I'm like, oh, freak. you know, because I want to get out there. I want to do my thing. I don't like sitting at home uh, and, and waiting. I want to do what I do. Right. Times the I, I'm on a limited time too. You know, my time's yeah, running, yeah. out, running out. Hundred percent. Well, the side, road and oh, go ahead. Together. No, I was just gonna say side note. I text. I text Blaine. You know, he sent me some clips. I text him. I'm like, bro, is athletic as hell. Like, bro, you are you're you're freakishly athletic, bro. Like the things you do in the ring are are kind of are super dope. 
I used to be a lot better with that whole athletic thing. Uh, <laughs> as I'm getting older, I'm like, oh gosh, that's getting a little bit harder. No, so, it's dude. dope, man. It's, the, it's the styles, impressive. the styles clash. Can I just say one of the most like the thing that's so cool about it is not only the impact of it, but the fact that you just so smoothly just kind of turn your turn your leg and you already have the guy's shoulders <laughs> pinned down. How did you come up with that? Like what what was that? All right, this man. So <laughs> I was over at my girlfriend's now, girlfriend's house. Uh, <laughs> she was, she's my she's my wife now, but her little brother was on the neighbor's trampoline with their friend, and they were trying to power bomb each other. They couldn't do it. They'd get them up and they just dangle upside down in front. Of and they were talking to each other like, hey, I can't get you up. I was like, oh. So I go over there and I did the same thing, but I stepped over his arms and I gave my little brother-in-law the first styles class on the trampoline. That's that's how I came up with it. But <laughs> it's just so smooth how you transition straight into like some of the best styles classes when you just transition right into the right into the cover, you know. That that's that's so cool. Uh no, Sean, I know you got that one for awesome. him here. That's awesome. Yeah, man. Um, I want to ask, man, who was that person that you faced that made you realize, like, hey, you know, I made it. I like I think about it for myself in football. Like right across from me was Ray Lewis. And I'm not, I'm back there seven yards deep, like, that's Ray Lewis right there. Let's get it. You know what I mean? I'm gonna go full speed at you. So who was that one person where you were facing them like, man, I, I made it, man. I made it. Man, that's that's a tough one. Um I think it was the reaction that I got from facing the guy for the first time that I was like, Oh shoot. I, I, I'm at the pinnacle. Like I'm, I'm pretty high up on the list. Like I'm one of the guys right now. Like I'm, I'm not saying I was right there with John Cena, but I was standing in the ring with him. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, yeah, man, it, they were going crazy in New York, you know, and, yeah. and we let them do their thing for five minutes before we even started. And then we had a match and we had a banger. And I was like, man, okay, that was it. That was now I had wrestled Roman before that. We had an incredible match, but it was in our, from Jericho to to Roman to Dean Ambrose and, and then to John Cena, man. Like John's, there's something about this guy, and I haven't figured out what it is, but he's he's so good at what he does. Man, he just he has so many fans that just love him to yeah. death, and being mm-hmm. in the ring with him, and we're, I mean, I. We're complete opposites, but for some reason, when we got in there, we gelled, man. We just oh, yeah. worked together well. Maybe it's That's that so whole awesome. opposites attract thing. I don't know. Right. Dude. I love it. How about how about when, okay, you know, your, day, your debut in WWE, su- surprise, you actually kept it a surprise. You got the whole, whole, you know, kept it a surprise with the big pop at the Royal Rumble. What do you think was louder? The Royal Rumble pop when AJ Styles shows up or – Indianapolis when Keely Ringo picks off the picks <laughs> off the ball going back for six on because that was electric on the on the Royal Rumble pop when you came out man you were the hottest free agent in the world at the time well uh man I, I told my son this I don't I'm gonna go with Ringo because I was so loud yeah but I my son uh, was at the the uh, Ohio State game the what the I guess it was the bowl game the the semifinals semifinals yeah, yeah, I guess mm-hmm. and uh, the Peach Bowl yes well I can't remember that anyway uh, my son was there I didn't get to go and he said Dad when he missed that field goal 
it was the loudest I'd ever heard. I was like, God, I wish I would have been there just yeah. for that moment, you know? And, uh, and we all, and the joke is, it's like, oh, no, Georgia guy uh, was able to see the ball drop. Like, yes, we did. Yeah. Why yeah, left, did. right? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? What a freaking a moment that was. Ugh, couldn't believe it. I so, wish I would have known how loud that was. No, it was, mm. it was crazy. But yeah, was I'll, I'll tell you this. As a guy who's from Gainesville, Georgia, and a guy who's grown up and, uh, you know, watched wrestling all my life, I thought it was the coolest thing ever when you would tell the WWE announcers when they come out. In fact, that moment when you came out, not expect you to come out and them saying, from Gainesville, Georgia. Like, that is awesome. A lot of guys would say Atlanta, you know, stuff like that. Like, But you went specifically with Gainesville. So it must tell you that that small town feel meant something to you. Oh, man. I was like, dude, why, I'm not from Atlanta. Do I sound like I'm from Atlanta? Dude, I'm from Gainesville, Georgia. Go ahead and throw it out there. We'll figure it out. And uh, and they did, man. And I was like, all right, let's, let's see where it takes us, you know. But I'm just happy to be able to say I'm, you know, from Gainesville. I mean, it's true, right? No doubt, no doubt. And leading up to that, so you've made a huge impact in wrestling. In my opinion, whatever organization you've been in, you deserve to be a, a Hall of Famer at every single one. Uh, it's not been an easy road. And sometimes in the wrestling business, there's prejudice against guys who are in that five, you know, 5'11", six-foot range right there. You have to overcome a lot. Kind of parallels a recent Georgia quarterback that comes to mind, uh, you know, who, who had a story that was a different route. Size was questioned. How proud are you of your career path? And, you know, what do you think about the whole Stetson Bennett story? Does it kind of remind you a little bit about what you've been through? So that was going around like Stetson's 25. I'm like, do you know why <laughs> he's older? I'll tell you why. Because there's someone who didn't believe in him or gave him a chance, the one that he had earned, because they looked at how big he was, and that's that what they based him off of. I said, I know exactly what they're talking about because it took me 17 years to get to the WWE, not because I wasn't good enough, but because they looked at me and they saw the size that I was and didn't know if I could bring it or had the mentality or whatever it was. I never had a chance, never had an opportunity. So I, I get and I understand where, you know, Stetson's coming from. He had to make people believe that's exactly what he did. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, it. if he, if uh, we've got maybe just a minute or two here, if anybody's got a question, you may can throw it in there. Um, I, th I know somebody asked, uh, what was your coolest moment in wrestling? I don't know who, who put it up there. What do you, what would you consider your Gosh. coolest moment in wrestling? So coolest far? okay. My coolest moment. I was at target with my kids and of course they want to go to the toy section. So yeah. I, I take them, whatever, you know, and I'm always wearing a hat. I just, I'm a hat guy. And uh, this kid was in there and he was looking at some action figures. And I said, like, oh, your fan, wrestling fan. They go, yeah. And I go, who's your favorite? And he said, AJ Styles. I said, really? And uh, I kind of took off my hat and I said, hey, I'm AJ Styles. He goes, yeah. You know, just go one again, one of these. <laughs> and uh, just kind of dabbed him up and shook his hand, gave him a hug. And that was like a really cool moment. That's awesome. Man, it's God, so man. cool. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. No, Sean, TK, you got anything else for, for AJ here? Uh, Yeah, not, not, nothing, nothing on my list, man. We can, we can shoot. We can, we can top it up for, for hours. I know you was talking mm -hmm. about your, your son, you know, post uh, or pre-show. Uh, talk, talk a little bit about that. Talk about being, being a, uh, a dad of a, of a, of a high school, high school, you know, baller, because, you know, I, I too am a, am a dad of a baller as well. Uh, no shine as well. So talk about, talk about what that means and, you know, just how that, well, 
how that a, is. I got a question for you guys. Okay. Yeah, yeah, for Ooh. sure. So would you rather go Ooh, back to younger you days and play football, or would you rather sit and watch your son play football? Because I, I the feeling I get from watching him and him being doing so well, and yeah, I just I can't compare it. Now I now I understand why my dad never missed a football game. You know 100%. I mean? Yeah, it man, it is it is something different about watching them, bro. Like watching them because you with them every day, you you know them, you you know their ins and outs, you know their pains, their struggles. So I, it is something about seeing them flourish and in, in the thing that they love doing. So I don't know, bro. I would have to say, I mean, obviously. All of us do have been have been able to do what we did in our sport. Yeah, I have to say, watch them. I don't know. It's it's something about that. Like you said, it's it's special. Um, that said, man, I'm playing. Hey, <laughs> 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 well, you know, it's something about it though. It's special, Brad. Well, I, I I I think it's because I look at my son and go, he's a way better athlete than I was. So I would rather watch him play. So. Maybe that's no. it. But don't tell yourself short. I was I was having to, I was having some conversation with people like AJ Styles coming on that, and they, they people around here, and they were like, "Man, what a football player he was down at uh, down at Johnson." You know, when you when you went down there from from there. So so the last that last one from us here, man. The football days. What are, you, you still reminisce fondly on on playing high school ball and all that kind of stuff? What you was out there, you was out there toting that thing or what? What you was doing? I mean. I mean, I didn't listen. I'll 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 I'll, I'll toot my own horn for a second. Okay. So my senior year, they uh, they came out at award because they didn't have one, but I never came out of the football game. So it was all a Hall County thing. Everybody come together, and they said they they presented a new award. It's called the Forty Eight Minute Man Award, hmm. and I was able to get that award because I went from fullback and I said, "All right," and I went to tailback, and then when the tailback was ready, I went back to fullback. And then we played on defense. I went to uh, outside linebacker, and then you know, and he got tired. We moved full, uh, you know. Then uh, one of our uh, middle linebackers got hurt. Boom! I met middle linebacker. I played everywhere. I punted, and I sucked at it. <laughs> My dog, you know. So, but I I love the game. Like, yeah, I, I it's it's really hard for me to understand. Like, I didn't mind practice, dude. Yeah. I mean, I didn't love it, but I didn't mind it. I won't, I don't mind getting out there. When I once I got the pads on, and we got past the the grass drills and everything else now man we can have some fun man we get to hit we get to run plays we get to do it like that was fun to me and so yeah. when my kids they're like oh we had to do like what i don't understand it yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah. I, I i could be different I, i'm not i wasn't no sean who could jump over everybody and, and and just get around everybody and just make it look easy but i enjoyed it so maybe guys yeah. who are super athletes they get tired of it easier i don't know no and that's what probably helped you, you know, along in your journey, man, because you love that. Because listen, bro, any professional sports is a grind. So I know you were out there grinding on that mat. So that had to help you, you know what I mean, get to where you are because you were like, bro, I'm not going to stop. And I'm going to keep on beating up whoever's in front of me. And I'm going to get there, man. So I love that. I love that. Winners find a way, right? Exactly. And uh, before we let you go, we've got a guy who watches religiously on our show. His name's Andy Stowe, big fan. He wanted me to personally tell you how awesome the cinematic match with the Undertaker was! How much he appreciated. Wait, it like you, that. you fought against awesome. the Undertaker? No, that WrestleMania a couple of years ago, dude. During the pandemic, they got it done. Hold on, I'll show y'all something. <laughs> Thank you. Bro, we and we need to be out. I need to be. I, I need to be out there next time. I need to be. Hey, yo, we need to be in the building. 
for real. So yeah. in our, in our, in Undertaker's you know last match, right? We had that boneyard match. Yeah. Uh, oh my cinematic style. It was so cool. To say thank you, I, I signed my gloves that I wear and I gave them to him. That's fine. Oh, he Whoa! gave me. He, that's you got takers. Oh my, fire, bro! You know how much those are probably worth right there. Like, oh, man, <laughs> bro, I'll, I'll never get rid of these. Just unreal. Just the appreciation Undertaker. I have for that guy. That's <sighs> cold. See, um, Kane was my dude. Kane was my god. I'm like, that boy, pop up. Big, big <laughs> man, <laughs> yo, oh my god, yo, oh, man. he's great. Fire. But AJ, you've been more than generous with your time. We appreciate you so much coming on, man. Uh, when it comes football season, and one, two, we're hoping that you get back and maybe you can go knock on uh, Triple Triple H's door over there and be like, "Hey, uh, I gotta go get you know, I gotta fight like Austin Theory or somebody. I gotta get in here to WrestleMania, like find find a way in." We're hoping you can sneak in and uh, make it make your way back real soon. But I don't know, I don't know what your timeline is, man. But we appreciate it so much. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me, man. Uh, you guys are great, man. That was really uh, I had a lot of fun talking to you guys. So next time, you know, I'm your guy. Oh, no yeah. doubt, right. no, no doubt. And we, hey, we're all in the same area around uh, TK. We might, we might, uh, we might see if we can do it in person sometime. Would uh, go to TK's or something like that, dude. Yeah, Watch a little sure. football or something. Heck yeah, I'd love that. that for sure. That Absolutely. Right. Well, uh, AJ, appreciate it, man. And uh, you know, we look forward to having you on in the future. All right, man. Yes, appreciate it, guys. All right, yes, see you. Thank you yeah. so much. Guys, that was the phenomenal AJ Styles. Dude, That's, how cool was that? That was, that was fire. That boy got the belt. Your belt's fire, bro. I had to put mine down. Look, I, I'm going to just tuck mine in. Okay. Yo, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I had to bro, put it over You know, there. I was going to ask him, too, like, how, how, like, the, uh, like the intros. It's probably so dope to do your own intros. But, or yeah. they probably don't even allow you know, people to do everything they want unless you're a big star. Dude, that boy's still hype over there with the belt song. Yeah. Yo. Yeah, absolutely. That was awesome. Absolutely. It was it was so cool. So cool having him on. So uh, we we appreciate AJ Styles, big Georgia fan, two time world champion. He's making his way back from injury. So uh, keep up with that. As you can see, Raw's going on right now. So so uh, that's it's pretty cool that we uh, we were able to have him have him on. OK, guys, now we're moving on to segment two. And uh, if you didn't hear. There was a little uh your guys you guys got a little publicity this weekend no Sean and TK they were in uh, they were in a little bit of news and uh you know from from I think it was from y'all's time out in the Super Bowl but it leads us into Tavares's king of the week All right, Tavares, I'm going to set it up for people here. All of a sudden, I get a text message from somebody. And first of all, Fox News called you a punter, which yeah, I don't know. Yeah, because they, knew, they, knew, what? they what? know for a fact what I am. <laughs> hey, yeah, chill out. I don't know, man. There's <laughs> you out there kicking that thing. But anyways, PETA took a little... Uh, exception, I guess, with Oga, and you guys got it hooked up with TMZ. So tell us, tell us what what happened. What was all going on, and who is your king of the week? <laughs> My king of the week, first of all, is is Uga and the Sayers family for doing a, such amazing job of taking care of that beautiful, beautiful dog. Uga um, is is the king of the week, but um, obviously, folks don't don't know what's going on. Peter has a problem with live mascots. Um, 
myself and Oshawn was approached by TMZ Sports, and they asked us what we thought about Ugga. Um, and we had to let them know that Ugga was um, a very well well taken care of dog, well pampered uh, dog. Ugga has AC in its in 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 his uh, in his crib. He got first class seats on the plane. Ugga that dude. So um, shout out to Ugga, king of the week. No, no I shot. It. I, I love what I loved was they came up to you and uh, and no <laughs> shot. You gave it the patented. What y'all talking about? <laughs> <laughs> the first thing, first thing that they said, they go, they go, Peter, and, and you, you said, who's Peter? <laughs> yo, yo, you gotta tell me everything. Cheers. Oh yeah, yo, it was awesome. And, and, and TK is like, TK is like the animal people. They, they don't like it. Yo, like, I, I was so happy for 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 TK walking up at that moment because I was like, uh, shoot, TK took off. I said, like, yeah, yeah, go ahead, because. Who? Who <laughs> but then you let into him, and you're like, you're like, that dog. You like, he's like the first seat on the plane when you. <laughs> Bro, I, I just started to think about like how, how he's treated, how Ugg is treated. I mean, first of all, no one could just go up to him and touch him. You gotta be have permission to go up there and talk to him. Still, you air, still air conditioner in there. He's sitting on a bag of ice. He's chilling. I mean, he always groomed up. Like, come on, they feed him probably the best food in the world. Like. It, it, He's just living too, 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 too uh, glorious. Alex so. Page laughing, man, laughing his tail off. I was laughing. I watched that. Somebody sent me that. I was like, "This is great. Like, this is this is perfect." Were Were y'all out at the Super Bowl? Is that what it was? Yeah, we was. Yeah, we was at the Super Bowl kicking it. No yeah, doubt. No it. doubt. Well, that is Uga is our king of the week. Uh, but there, man, there's lots of stuff that's going on. We're gonna. We're gonna debut a new segment. Production, the production staff Uh-oh. working hard, working yeah, hard this week, not new. getting some stuff done. Uh, <laughs> this, this is knows best, and uh, it's a segment where No Sean's gonna talk about some of the some of the best things related to Georgia athletics in general throughout throughout the week from time to time. So here is the debut of Knows Best. The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. Absolutely. Hey, so, knows best. You know what? Hold on, Hold on, Hey, production, production. Hold on, damn it. Work on my, work on my music, production. Yeah. Yeah. Production trying to go crazy. Boom, <laughs> work on my boom, music. Boom. Hey, producer, you better get on that right now. You <laughs> yeah. Know? Okay. I love Absolutely. it, man. Hey, this week knows best, man. Has to go. To a young man, well, senior now, uh, Elijah Godwin, man, UGA from UG from Georgia, over there, UGA track and field guy, talking about guy that ran a four four seven four in the SEC championship in the four four hundred meter, man. He was flying, flying. I think that's the fastest uh, in the world. He broke the record at, in the, this the year. GA, yeah, yep. yeah, the the, the hey. world record for this year, not not overall world record, but fastest in the world, elite world leading this year. Uh, exactly. And what makes this story so special, man, is that in 2019, uh, he almost passed away, man, a freak accident where he got impelled by, by a javelin. You know, what I mean, I think it was at practice, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And it's crazy, man, to uh, to go through that whole thing that he went through, um, the determination and. Uh, his persistence, man, um, to get back 
to be able to run this fast and break all these records. I think he has an opportunity to go into the Olympics, right? The Olympic trials or something like that. Yeah, I mean, he, he did already. When you run when you run that fast, I mean, the 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 pit possibilities are endless. But literally, to be on the precipice of death right now now to come exactly. back and, and win the st championship in the 400 meter and then guys he came back and on the last leg of the four by one he he lays down a four four seven eight like later in the day like dude was being consistently Flying. great that day and to be yeah. able to like, like you said blaine just to be able to come back from all that you know what i mean um to be down and out for that long man it's just uh kudos to that young man and uh i love it i love seeing it so Goes yeah, to Elijah, and I got another like an honorable mention. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. How does that even happen? You can hit with a javelin, Monty. I think well, he, he said he was at, he was backwards, going backwards. Yeah, tripped and he fell onto the javelin. Ooh. I mean, yeah, right? like they. Well, he was he was doing like you know how sometimes you'll go backwards to do like uh you know warm ups or whatever like backwards. Yeah, yeah like a hurdle. Yeah. And, and somebody threw the dang javelin. Well, they threw it. And, yeah, and and it so it, it went it went awry, and dude just impaled him. Oh, I mean, absolutely goodness. impaled him. So he's lucky; it like missed his heart by like inches. So a inches, yeah, yeah. So man, just a great was, story, uh, man. It was a great story. Another another Georgia uh, former Georgia athlete had success. Uh, Chris Kirk won the Honda Ooh. Classic, so he's an honorable mention for knows best. He was in a playoff yes, yes. hole uh, with Eric Ain't Cole, no floor, I believe. Man. So yeah, you know, being that, in the playoff is no joke. I mean, of course you're going. You're thinking in your head, man. You're battling against all those guys, the elements, the course, of course. But, man, when you get down there in the playoff where it's like, bro, when it takes all, it has to be nerve-wracking, man. And he put that thing like three feet from – two feet from the hole, too, to win that yeah. thing. And then Buddy. And, buddy about made the, the – uh, put the push but, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Crazy. Absolutely. Awesome. So, that – that is that is knows best. So we've done our king of the week. We've done our knows best. Now it is time for our elite eleven this week. The first the first time we did it, it was the elite eleven newcomers. Last week we did elite eleven for the SEC non conference games. Uh -oh, this week's we elite eleven is we're ranking the SEC coordinators, offensive and defensive. All 14 SEC teams are eligible in this. The way that it works, if you're new here with us, is we start at number 11. We each take a turn going through here. Uh, and, you know, if your guy gets taken, he gets taken. That's what it is, and you got to move on. But we're, we're saying the 11 and best coordinators blame counting down crying, from 11 to 1. Crying about this dude. Listen, I <laughs> – no Sean wants to go. No Sean wants to go last. I have first, to, but okay. you're talking about last overall. You want to do pick number one. So if that's the case, you got to be number two in the order. No, no, no. It was like last week and the week oh, before. You want to go, the I same go last? Week. Same as last. Yeah, but week. we don't have to. It's up to y'all. I'll go last. Okay, we'll third. go. Say, we'll just go same order then. TK, start us off. Wow. Who is number eleven? <laughs> in wow. <the> <laughs> wow. Um. Or man, I can start no, off. However you yeah, want to do it. See. Yeah, I want you to go. Okay. Then I'll go. Then I'll All go. Right. Mm -hmm. So number eleven, and remember, this is offensive coordinators and defensive coordinators I eligible. It was four. What now? And so, so let me just ask a question. So, if you say uh, you pick an offense coordinator from one school, so the defensive coordinator comes with them, or is it just no? No, they, everybody's okay, independent. You. All got twenty-eight you. coordinators are are their own entity here. So we're we're saying overall on either side of the ball, who are the eleven best coordinators? I am going to start it off and say that the number 11 best coordinator in all of 
the SEC. This is a guy who's been around a long time. He's seen a lot of football. He's making a return to the SEC this year. Uh, I'm going to go with Kevin Steele, uh, Alabama's defensive coordinator. He's making a return here. Uh, he's been at Miami. He's been been around different places. Been at Alabama before. Been at Auburn. So he knows the he knows the landscape of the SEC. Uh, and you know, I just think that it. Listen, he's an, he's been around. He's an old head, right? I don't know that it was the the hire that Alabama fans were most excited about. But listen, he knows he knows uh, Saban. He's been around him before. So that's who I'll go with at number eleven. You guys feel free to to chime in on all your kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, that that's number eleven. So TK, you get the honor of going with number ten. So who who you taking okay. at number ten? Ten. Ooh, we okay. I see how we doing this. At ten, I want to go with man. This is tough. Just this is what I'm gonna shoot. do. This is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna shoot from the hip. I'm gonna go uh, Joey Hazel from from Tennessee. Okay. Oh, yeah. Shit. So you going, oh. Joe, Joey Hall? Yeah, Joey Hall's all over there. The, the oh, offensive okay. coordinator for Tennessee. Oh, see, um, and this is why. He's got Joe Milton coming back. Um, yeah, he's got to prove Jabbar, right? Yeah, is it Small yeah. still there? I think he's still there as well. Um, got those cats coming back. He's got to prove it. I like I like the way they play. They play a different style of offense, high style, high high explosive style of offense. Um, it's just it's just on the other side of that that defense. I just don't know. I mean, they be putting yeah, up points. They're, they're yeah, yeah, I know they separate. I know they separate, but I wrote them down together. But yeah, but so I mean, yeah, I, I like I like him over there with the high with with, with my man Joe Milton, who I yeah. said was gonna ball. Well, here's the thing, Joey Joey Halls. It's just, he's been he's been with uh, Josh. Are you say for, what I call him? What I call him? You said Hazel Bennett Halls. Yeah, it's, 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 Hazel Halls. Hazel Hazel tomato, tomato. Any, anyways, yeah, he's Tennessee's offensive coordinator. This is gonna be his first year calling plays, but he's been with. He's been with Josh Hypel 15 out of the last 17 years. And listen, when you're with Josh Hypel, you're not really the technical OC anyway. So he's going to make you better by helping you out, seeing things on the field because he's an offensive guy. So, yeah, I like that. I like that pick a lot. So at number 10, so we had a Kevin Steele at number 11, number 10, okay. we had Joey Halsell at Tennessee. No, Sean. Who you do definitely you shot from the hip there. I mean, I, you went, boom, you went crazy with it. But, no, I don't think so. I don't think no, so because, because of what Blaine just said. And I feel like when you look down this list, you'll see a lot of that, a lot of those kind of married relationships where it's like, damn, the head coach is fire as well as this yeah. OC. Oh, so, yeah. so I, I don't know. About that. Yeah. Okay. No, I like it. All right, no, Sean, who are you going with? All right, number nine. Let me go with, let's go South Carolina OC. Uh, was it dual dual logins? logins? Dow, Dow logins. Dow logins. I'll go him. South Carolina man. The I like reason him. why I like him, I love the way that they finished the season, man. But he's um, new. He's brand new. He did that. This the brand new that. guy. Well, yeah, well, no, this is still. But yeah, but who cares? But this is what I'm saying though. I love how they still finished the season, man. With 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 Spencer Rattler, man, finishing the season how he did, putting up really? those numbers, eight and five season. Um, they they lost some weapons, but they still have some weapons there that they're going to be able to use. I mean, you can't take a back uh, a step back um, after having the season that you did in an eight and five season. So I'm going with him, man. I think he's had a lot of over there. 
He's had a lot of NFL experience. He's been with the Titans. He's been with the Jets. He's done a lot of things like that. I'll say this. Shane Beamer is very protective of this guy. There were South Carolina uh, fans that were not very happy. There were people that that were uh, – that were the media was giving him a hard time maybe about the hire, but Shane Beamer was like, he just jumped all in them. Like Shane Beamer's got them rabbit ears. Now he hears something he doesn't like in the media and he just, he just comes out gun blazing. So he's going with, with uh, South Carolina. He says, uh, yeah. So that's funny. um, I had him at nine. So at number nine. Okay. I'm going to go with a guy who speaking of NFL, um, you know, Uh is, is coming back. Uh, from Lake? the NFL, actually, you know what? I'm going to hold that off for later because I think I think that that's uh, that's that's going to be that's going to be a guy that needs to be further up the list. I tell you what, mm. because of okay. because of this guy's history and because of who he's paired with, I'm going to go with Dan Enos, yep. Arkansas yep. offensive <laughs> coordinator. This guy, uh, people are going to say, "What? Like, who are you picking? All this kind of stuff." I'm telling you. Arkansas got a good one in Dan Enos because who was the offensive line coach the last time Dan Enos was the coordinator at Arkansas? It was Sam Pittman. Okay, so he now he's working for him. They're going to be able to work together. He's been at Cincinnati and done things. He was the the quarterback coach for Alabama in 2018. Uh, when uh, I think it was uh, two was there and then he goes to Maryland and, and puts up the fourth best offensive scored for two years with Talia Tungavailoa over there. Mm-hmm. I like, you know, you got KJ Jefferson coming back, a lot of weapons over there. Of course, we know they got uh, Rocket, Rocket Sanders, all those running backs that are coming back for Arkansas. I think Dan Enos is underrated hire guys that, that people aren't talking nearly enough about. Yeah, I had him at, not, at eight as well. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can, um, I can rock with that. I can rock with that. Absolutely. So, uh, TK, who do you got going at number seven? I feel like there's a couple of names that we're getting real close to you having to yeah. pick one of before too long. Yeah. Um, but before that, I'm gonna go over at Auburn right fast with Philip. I like this pick. Yeah, because Tulsa. Yeah, that's early though. I don't know. I don't think so. Tulsa, because it's yeah, we gotta go a little diff- on the defense side too. Uh, Tulsa uh, was doing some special stuff, man, and and then again, it's one of those Marys. You gotta you gotta thank Hugh Freeze was over there doing some dope things with Liberty with Malik uh, Malik Willis a couple years ago, um, and we all know Hugh Freeze just has a dope offensive mind as well. So you marry those two um, <clears throat> guys is kind of what I'm looking at, and then. Cadillac, throw Cadillac in there. You're, yeah. getting this, you're just getting a culmination of, of a bunch of things. I think you're going to see a, a different different Auburn team this year from a from an offensive standpoint. Yeah, Phil, listen, <clears throat> Philip Montgomery, eight years as Tulsa's head coach. So that gives – that is a invaluable experience when, when you're talking about going around the SEC and you're talking about Hugh Freeze coming back, being able to – focus on being more of the CEO, roster management, NIL, all that kind of stuff, to have a guy that he knows can kind of be the head coach of that offense. That's huge over there. Um, and he's shown versatility as well. Tulsa went into Oxford this past year. We we all talked about this game. Remember, no Sean and TK. Yeah, y'all thought I was crazy for saying Tulsa was going to cover. That was what I was actually right about because they go in there and they give Ole Miss all they can handle. Their quarterback, they were a pass-happy offense. Their quarterback gets hurt. Well, their backup's not a real – big time passer he was more of a runner and they changed offensive philosophy almost on the fly so i think philip montgomery is a great guy 
uh, to, for Auburn to, to have in there. Good pickup for Hugh Freeze, and I think that's a good pick for you there, uh, TK. All right, uh, no, Sean, your yeah, pick, number six. We're getting down to the elite level here now. You <laughs> got to be know, careful with these names. I know, and he he took that Montgomery Jones. I had that one lower, actually, but okay. Let's go Um, a man that's going to be going back to Kentucky after spending some time with the Rams. I'm going to go uh, Liam Cohn. Dude, right? I, I, I like it. it. Me too. I love it. I like why, why that, do you, man. What, what's, your, what's your thoughts on Liam Cohen? That's at six. Well, just, um, yeah, that's at six. Just having that experience, you know, being under in that Sean McVay tree, man. I know he learned so much of being under that that coaching staff. Um, and I think they have a great season this year, but still having that experience is love. He's going back to a school that he was already at. And, man, like you said, man, he has the best quarterback in, in, the, in the country, in the nation. Uh, so let's see what he can do. I didn't say that. I didn't <laughs> yes, say you that. Did. He's not the best quarterback in the country, but he's a dang hey. good pickup for Kentucky. You know, you know how Blaine yeah. be doing. You know it. So I, I would love to just to see what he could do um, with, with this squad. I know they got some holes to fill, but uh, I'm going with him. Hey, he's had that that Sean McVay pixie dust put exactly. on him. You know what I'm saying? And, exactly. and anybody – and listen, when you go look at it, Kentucky in 2021, if what they did under Cohen – then to uh, Scandarello in 2022, they dropped 12 points per game in their production. Uh, just not as imaginative. They did a lot of co- cool stuff with um, – they did a lot of cool stuff with Wandell Robinson the, the year before. Now, TK, we've talked about it before. Kentucky's wide receiving core with Dane Key, with Barry and Brown, Brown. and with Davian Robinson <laughs> over there, it's killer. Yeah, it's nasty, bro. They got some, some guys with – Crazy speed out there, crazy elusiveness. Even in the, even in the, like you think about Barry and Brown, even in the uh, the special team game, they can they're gonna do some special stuff. Absolutely. All right, I'm gonna go one. I'm gonna go with a uh, a pair here that uh, that everybody will will be. Actually, I'm gonna go with the, the offensive side of the equation. A guy that you guys are very familiar with. I'm gonna go with Georgia offensive coordinator Mike Bobo at number five. Uh, in this, and the reason the reason I'm gonna That's go so with him high. at number five is so because high. he's so listen. High. He's been he's been out of it a little bit. Okay, he's got to get back to get back to that rhythm of calling the plays. So but we high. know we know what he did with you guys, what he's Damn. done with with playmakers. <laughs> you know that he's gonna mm-hmm. be able to to lead this Georgia offense. Kirby Smart obviously has a lot of uh, a lot of confidence in him. But I'm gonna go with Mike Bobo at number five here. Okay. Um, guys, what's your thoughts on, on that one? I mean, uh, not too bad. I like it. I mean, I probably would put him a little bit lower. But, I mean, just because, like you said, you are saying that, he, you know, he hasn't had been in that that play-calling role for a while, but it ain't like he hasn't been around football. My man knows football. Man, He's been all over the place. So, But uh, I like the pick. Yeah, Stafford, Stafford, when we talked about him, was real high, uh, real high when Stafford was on the show with us. Rylan yeah. Goaty last week said his quote was, if if you doubt Mike Bobo's ability with, with football and his football knowledge and you don't know football is what Rylan Goaty said. So uh, that's a guy who's been in the room with him for the last year. So that was my pick uh, right there at number five. Now, TK, we're down to down to number four. Man, this is crazy. That yeah. Was, okay. <clears throat> yeah. I, uh, I got dang. one. He, he, he got me right there. But here we go. I'm going, ooh, LSU's Mike Denbrock. Ah! I like it. I like ooh. it a lot. Mike Denbrock. Ah! Ah! Come he on, got me. Bro. 
And uh, check this like out, it, bro. bro. And it's another one of those Marys. I've been marrying folks all day. I might be uh, uh, what you call them, boys? Just cheating. You just cheating, man. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Check this out, man. I might I might officiate the wedding soon. Uh but uh Mike Den Brock paired with uh Chip Kelly is, is pretty dynamite. Um 2014 averaging 33 points a game. You, you obviously saw what what they have on the roster and um in the at, at the quarterback spot and shit, who knows who that's gonna be um at this point. Um but but I'm excited to see to see, you know, what 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 they can do in a year or two in, in that offense. Man, you talk about the job that Mike Denbrock did not only at LSU last year with Jaden Daniels, who, listen, Jaden Daniels obviously had a great year, but, guys, he was a guy who came into LSU where his confidence was kind of broken from having a bad experience at, at Arizona State. And you guys know mentally, mental the mental side of the game is huge, right? So when you got a coordinator that helps you feel – kind of speak on that a little bit, no, Sean. Like if you – maybe maybe you're a guy that that is – I don't know if, if you've had a, a little down run on a couple games or maybe a down year the year before, but you got a new guy in there that, that instills some confidence. What can that do for you? And, and obviously we saw what it did for LSU. Yeah, man, it feels good. You know I mean? If you got just come on – someone that just comes in and believes in you um, and gets you those opportunities to go out there and make plays, man, that can just re- – re-energize you a little bit, you know, and, and sometimes when you get a new face in there, um, you know, a, a little bit of fresh air is sometimes needed and, and a new look at things. Right. So um, it could definitely turn out to be a plus. And then, um, you know, that both sides of the agendas are going to be on the same, on the same page, you know, when someone new is coming in, cause they want to see their guys to see it as well. So um, it's a good thing. And uh, it's important. We talk about trust all the time, right, between the head coach and the offensive coordinators. Well, it helps mm-hmm. that Mike Denbrock worked with uh, Brian Kelly at Grand Valley State. He worked with him at Notre Dame before. And then he goes to Cincinnati and kind of, you know, proves his proves his own, you know, proves his worth, so to speak, and helps uh, Desmond Ritter and Cincinnati make it to the make it to the college football playoff as a non-power five team. So he's got a lot uh, on his resume that he's accomplished. So uh, that's yeah. uh that that's for sure. All right, who? No, Sean, you are now up. We're down to to number number three. Man, this is not this is messed up. I, I don't I don't like it. You guys are cheating. Number one took my picks, but all right, I'm gonna go here. I'm about to break the internet. This is an obvious I'm, one. He's I'm about to break the internet. Yo, get no, out of here because that guy has to be number one. Okay, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's a so combo I'm, out there. Is what mm-hmm. I'm telling. Well. Let me see the combos. Hold on. Let me think about it. Because I got one. Um, because that one right there, like you're saying, that should be number one. That's that should be number one. Number two should be. Let me break the internet, man. Break it. Break the internet. Break it. Go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Them boys at Missouri, baby. Missouri. Oh my god. Baker. Blake. Baker. Defense. They play good. They play good ball, but man. I'm He's going reaching to, here. I reached. Sometimes you got to reach and just get someone that was on your list, okay? And I, and I didn't want to go Bobby, okay? So let me just say that. So listen, right, I'm going right. to go Baker, man. I just love the way that um, them boys was playing for Missouri this year. Yeah, they played to their competition, though. When it was a, a, a game that they, you know, going against a, a high opponent, they play really well. And when there's someone not as good, they kind of show that, right? But still, they show some really good highlights throughout the whole season, and I like what he's doing over there. So I'm excited. And this year, all those seniors, all these guys coming back this year. Yeah. 
So no, they play they play a strong brand of defense, but I just think yeah. that, that you you just you went sometimes, in the bag and pulled out a little no name right there. In the, sometimes <laughs> yeah. you gotta do that. So and I left I, the good ones for you guys. You know I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to. All that. right, so there's there's two obvious choices here towards the end, <laughs> TK. Uh, I'll exactly. I'll even change it up. I'll let you go. I'll let you say whether you want to go uh, number two or number one. We'll we'll break the rules right here. Which one do you want to do? Well, I think it depends on what you like. You like defense or offense? Because I I, I think you could go. I took one of the Georgias. I'll let you have the other one. How about that? You you go with this one, number two. <laughs> yeah, and and honestly, it could mm-hmm. be my. It could be one. Yeah. Um. But but. Um, you know, shoe and and, and must champ over there. Mm-hmm. You got you got to do it, bro. It's it's, yeah. it's it's generational back to back. You know, defense defenses that are that are doing special things. You know, you I, I watched the clip of uh, Georgia Tech's quarterback. We talked about Georgia Tech that game being a damn one of the. I watched the clip of that boy talking about the game. He said yeah. the field felt like it was thirty yards, bro. That's what he said. He said it felt like wide. It, 30 <laughs> yards wide, G. Like he said it was just felt so condensed out there with them boys. So I mean, that's just that's just letting you know that guys are getting pressured. That just lets you know that guys are are doing their job. And then at the end of that, he said that he said that Jalen Carter sp- said to him, You guys are just so unprepared. And that just lets you know that guys are prepared. Man, listen here. What's Champ and Schumann are doing getting guys prepared for sure? Listen here, man. Um, That could have been number one, bro. Because, because back, because yeah, back to back. Yeah, Yeah, it's crazy. But now, when 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 you're talking about Georgia and their defense, realize Glenn Schumann. He just went and interviewed with the with the Eagles. He's not going to end up making the jump, but you know what? It's about to do. It's about to get that man paid over there he's about to become i think the highest paid assistant uh in college football maybe i mean he's 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 gonna be making a ton of money and well deserved uh from everybody you talk to glenn schumann is he's like you know he's like the defensive equivalent of rain man out there when it comes to the x's and o's this dude's spitting off the schemes he's been with kirby smart uh forever now but he was kirby smart's first hire so uh, listen, this yep. man's going to go from in 2016, as uh, Roddy, you know, reported that news about that he's about to get a pay bump in 2016, being an assistant making about 225k. Now he's probably going to be making, you know, upwards of two and a half mil a year. So, uh, so it's going to be it's it's a quite a jump and and well deserved. And everybody knows the the you know the experience of Muschamp with having been a head coach at multiple places in the SEC and. You know his time as a coordinator at LSU, his time as a coordinator uh, at, at at Auburn, at Texas with Mac Brown. I mean, you know, just just a guy who's if you could get if we could ever get Will Muschamp on here one day, some of the stories I'm sure he could tell, like unbelievable uh, football history. But I hope everybody's ready for the number one coordinator. And yes, I, I know it's going to be controversial, but I'm telling you, this is a guy who, no matter what you think about him. He knows how to get people to rock, and he knows how to get people open, okay? And, yeah, listen, if you're a Falcons fan, you're probably not going to be too happy, okay? <laughs> Left a little bad taste bad taste in your mouth. But I am going to go with none other than Mr. Bobby Petrino. Uh, I, think he's, I think he's the best offensive mind out there when it comes to 
in the in the SEC, I don't think that there's anybody. There's I look down this list. There's nobody that really excites you uh, on this list, offensive coordinator wise, in terms of create creativity. You got solid guys like Liam Cohen, like Mike Bobo, like Dan mm-hmm. Enos. Who knows what Tommy Reese is going to do? I think it's telling that Tommy Reese didn't even make make our list. Yeah. But Bobby Petrino's number one, neck brace and all, uh, you know, <laughs> motorcycle accident and all. It's all there. I think Bobby Petrino. Listen, this is the first thing that Jimbo Fisher uh, has has done right, in my estimation, <laughs> at Texas A&M, yeah. okay? Because it has been a train wreck. But if he fully turns this thing over, guys, if he – you guys have both played in offenses in the NFL that were West Coast – West Coast the West Coast offense principles, right? Short passing game, all that kind of stuff, play action. That's not what football is now. You got to spread it out. You got to go, and and Bobby Petrino is going to find ways to get guys the rock. Yeah, hundred percent. He's got some guys to get it to, like uh, like like Moose Muhammad, uh, one of those cats. I mean, he's, he it's it's going to be interesting. And, and again, um, it could be a good marry. And even on the defensive side, you got DJ Durkin over there, who, who's who's been a court, who's been a head coach before. Um, Train wreck, you mean motorcycle wreck? Yeah, sure. yeah, for sure. Um, you got DJ Durkin over there at the DC. So I, I don't know, man. This could well, be who's gonna be their quarterback. That's what I want. Connor, Connor Wigman. <laughs> Connor Wigman. Man, you keep talking like about Wigman. that. What you keep? Right. I don't. All right, not. He's okay. That's what I'm saying. Y'all keep talking been, about yeah. that man like he, like we ain't just watch. Well, he 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 stepped in the last couple games and did did well. I don't know. I'm I'm surprised that Max Johnson is still on that roster. He stayed for some reason. I don't know why he stayed, but he's still there. So who knows? Maybe he's trying to compete this spring, and he could always do the portal afterwards. Um, So a couple names that I think got left off the list that should have been on it. uh, In my opinion, I think. Uh, Brad White, the I defensive like coordinator okay. at Kentucky, yeah. really good. Yep, yep, um, yep. Charlie Weiss, Charlie Weiss, Charlie Weiss Jr. with Blaine Kiffin. But the thing that hurts him is kind of what hurt uh, Joey Joey Halls, Halsel. You know, is that really Lane's the OC? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, well, you could say that's, that. That's kind of how it goes. For old boy with Zach Arnett too in that defense. I think. Yeah. Yeah, Matt Brock is the D.C. at Mississippi State who, you know, Zach Arnett takes over for Mike Leach. So, guys, it's fascinating, all these changes. Florida just named a new D.C. Austin Armstrong, guys, goes from App State to Alabama, stays for Alabama for about a week, and then then goes and becomes Florida's uh, defensive coordinator because Florida lost some coaches to the NFL. So, guys, I don't uh, interesting. believe Florida right now. No, nah, Florida is That one is an option, and then if I had to go maybe underrated higher because of the recruiting aspect of it, Travis Williams, the defensive coordinator, T. Will uh, over there, he relates to these to, to young guys very, very well. Uh, tremendous recruiter. Was it was it Auburn doing some things? And now uh, now he's going to be over there calling the the defense for Sam Pittman and company. Uh, big pressure year at Arkansas uh, coming yeah. up, guys. What? What, you got any thoughts before we uh, go here? The, the AJ Styles interview was freaking awesome. Uh, so much fun. I love the segments that, that we had. Oh, we can't let the show go without a dose Zapatos prediction. Uh-oh. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so we got to well, be see. able to throw something down with two feet on it. I'm going to go out here. Well, where's the, where's the, where's it at? I'm going to go out here and tell you. 
a guy who one of you guys picked that is going to make a big difference and is going to, with him and his head coach, I think there's going to be a guy that has a big turnaround. So here's uh, here's my dose of patos. She don't want that. She don't want that two-footed bad boy. She don't want that dose of patos animal. You know what I'm saying? The trio of Hugh Freeze, Philip Montgomery, who you picked, TK, and yeah. Kent Austin, who is the the uh, a quality control coach over there for him, has got a lot of experience with Hugh Freeze. They're going to make uh, Robbie Ashford into a freaking player this year out west. I think he's going to. I think Auburn's going to surprise some people, and they may even be the most improved team in the West because of the leadership of Philip Montgomery, and then Hugh Freeze just having a totally different aspect to how uh, Brian Harson did that. So that is my prediction, my dose of podcast prediction that Auburn, uh, you know, picks it up and they're the best team in the in the West. That out was there kind of the best, best team? Not the best, the best improved team, most improved team. Oh, that was kind of my, I mean, my prediction. Shit, I, I had one foot down. That was my pick. Yeah, that's a one-footer. Like, yeah, you know, that's one feet. Man. And, that's, and one that's the foot, thing. Bro. I had Philip at two. That's how I you thought about it. I like I that. So wow. and at the same time, um wow. I like I, I like that little young man, man. Like I said earlier in the season when we were talking about Ashford, I said that he has like this little hints, little hints of Bryce Young in there. Like right? the way he scrambles and he can throw that thing on the run and get out the pocket. He has little hints of, of Bryce Young in there. So yeah, if they can get a hold of that, it could be trouble. Yeah, I mean, he, you can see the athleticism. At times, he breaks the pot. The, the, the problem was they they were in disarray, the whole program, top to bottom. Uh, the, the offensive line wasn't there, all that kind of stuff. But that's my that's my dose of Pato's prediction. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. It's We're getting great responses on UGASports.com, the dog mm-hmm. vent, the vault, all that over there. I know Monday nights are typically reserved for Rumors versus Facts, our recruiting show. That'll be on Wednesday night, taking our place. We're switching with them because we had to accommodate Mr. AJ Styles, who joined us. If you missed that interview, go back go back and get it before. Um, but, guys, really, really enjoyed this one. I think we're kind of hitting our stride here going through the, the offseason. Next week, I can go ahead and tell you what we're going to be talking about. It'll be Wednesday uh, March 8th, next time we're on here because we, we're, we're going on a Monday night. We're going to be reacting to how the Georgia Bulldogs, and there's a lot of them there, how the Georgia Bulldogs did at the NFL Combine. Mm-hmm. So, no, Sean, go ahead. Oh, when yeah, the Stetson's yeah. out there throwing, go ahead and have your pen and paper ready. Chart you know, he gonna, you know that boy going to have a – he going to be looking. Let, yeah, I'm going to be through the binoculars Ooh. on that. And, I mean, I, I can't wait to see. Okay, we'll we'll see what happens. Hey. Absolutely. Hey. Hmm? Shout out my man, Bill Rogers. Shout out Chris Taylor for bringing Bill Rogers. Everybody in here, yeah. tell a friend, bring a friend, bring a friend. Yeah, well, yeah be a friend. Say, it's a Monday, be a friend, too. tell a friend. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Absolutely. Appreciate you guys joining us on a Monday, you know? Get the week started Listen, right. We appreciate you. Also, if you know somebody that's like, well, I don't want to watch on YouTube, this stuff drops on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on mm. Google Podcasts the day yep. after every time we record. So be, you know, be a pal on there as well. Five-star review, uh, throw some comments in there, all that kind of stuff. Greatly appreciated. For the two living legends from Georgia football here with me, Noshaw Marino and Tavares King, I am Blaine Gilmer. We'll catch you guys next time <laughs> on the Georgia Players section. 
on ugasports.com. The best in this sport. Whether you like it or not, learn to love it because it's the best thing going today. Woo!